When we're at work, we all have our favorite tools, things that we couldn't live without. Jared and I are the same on today's episode of Think Jargon, our top five tools that we can't live without. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jarrett Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. Five tools, Jared. Five tools that you can't live without. Are we able to narrow this down to five? Really? It's tough, but yeah, I think we can do it. Okay, I want to. I want to start this conversation with a premise. You see, I was thinking when I came up with my list of mm-hmm. tools, like there are things like a car is a tool, and that makes life yeah. so much easier. You're right. And also, there are there are lots of uh, tools that I use that have comparable uh, services, like I remote guess. control. Yeah, it doesn't matter what, what TVs, doesn't matter what brand of TV. So I'm right. thinking my list is focused on the utility of the tool more yes. than the tool itself. Agreed. And now each one will be actually a tool suggestion, but it's really the utility that I'm looking for. Is that the same with you or are you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mine was just uh, tools that I can't live without for for work, really. For work? Yeah. Mine's the same way. So, all right, let's, let's start this off. Do you have them ordered in any way or should we just blow through the list? I think we should just blow through the list. Then you go first. What's your, what's your first tool that you can't live without for work first tool grammarly so with the age of the internet we are all writers um you know whether it be email or communication with our clients or um whatever whatever the task may be grammarly is an awesome tool because it helps um correct your grammar helps with misspellings and it um there's a free version there's a paid version and how does it do that <clears throat> tap you on the shoulder and go hey mr boss <laughs> got that wrong well for instance <laughs> in the email tool it is there's an ex- chrome extension um so you know my email is through gmail so when i'm writing an email if there is a you know misspelling or a uh grammatical error it will indicate that through uh uh, you just like in word like it'll underline it just like an auto correct that you correct third yep. party and then you nice you um you can basically kind of foolproof it um especially when you're writing to clients you don't want those um you know once you hit that send button <laughs> you don't want to go oh sh- crap <laughs> i misspelled this word uh so it's great for um emails word documents it integrates with just about everything it integrates with google docs with um is there any kind email. of like a learning algorithm in it does it get better with time or, or is it just uh is it out of the box it's out of the box and it gives you everything from um like for us we're a content marketing company so we're writing content for clients all the time yep it um it actually checks plagiarism um it gives your writing a grade um and obviously as you correct the mistakes your grade gets better and better hmm. so it's a really really cool tool that we use all the time nice good suggestion i don't use it i'll look into it my first tool that i i would say i can't live without is a tool called calendly now mm. let me preface this google calendar is is what i use primarily for all of my scheduling and things and that is one hell of a tool however calendly offers a feature that i really like essentially what calendly does is it interfaces with your calendars it could be your mac calendar your outlook or your google calendars through an api 
and uh, you're allowed to, it gives you the option to build parameters for different types of meetings. So let's say you and I, Jared, we're trying to get together for an hour in person. Um, I can create that as a event and then um, Calendly will give me a link I can send to you. And when you click on that link, up comes a calendar that Calendly has created based on my availability throughout all of my calendars based on the criteria of that meeting. And so you get to pick when we meet based on uh, when I'm available for that type of meeting. And so the criteria might be, okay, we're going to meet in person at a place in this city at this address. I know it's going to take me at least 30 minutes to drive there, so I'll put an, I need an hour clear ahead of this meeting uh, and maybe 30 minutes clear afterwards. And it's just, it's a really uh, useful tool. Um, you've, you've had some experience with it? I, I love it. Not that specific one. I, I've, I've had experience with it on the consumer end when someone sends me their calendar. We use a similar one called uh, through HubSpot. But what I love about those tools is it is such a time saver. Um, in a convenience that that is irreplaceable because we've all been through that experience where you email we're all busy and you email someone can, does two o'clock on Friday work by the time they get back to you your two o'clock on Friday has been filled mm -hmm. they get to you back to you says yes it's great then you have to go back and say oh my two o'clock's been filled by the time you go through that whole process it could be a week <laughs> so you've just saved yourself a week by that calendly. Um, I, I was put onto this a long time ago by a, a fella who used it for that that application, and I like to be in control of my schedule and things, and yep. so I did the one-on-ones that way for a long time, but a client came along, and the project required that, uh, I think there were like five or six <clears throat> marketing groups throughout the company um, that all needed to book me for five to six production events, and so I literally created a four-hour block of time and sent it to the main person. He distributed it to all... I don't think I spoke to any of those marketing it's, departments. It, it it's so it takes the friction out of the whole <clears throat> it does, scheduling process. But I will tell you that I made the the, the mistake of not chiseling out certain days where I'm oh, flat out unavailable. Yes, yes. And so within three days, that, my calendar that, was full for a month. <laughs> that is the one drawback, in, and it's all on you. Yeah. If you forget to block out those important times, <laughs> before you know it, you have a Friday at 4.45 appointment Woo. that you're like, oh. That was a busy month, but I'm through yeah. it now. Yeah. Okay, so Calendly is mine. What's your number two? So this one's a little like cheating. Um, I, I think everyone's going to say, well, duh, but the iPhone, um, I, I couldn't mm -hmm. live without it. Um, although I have my issues with Apple at times, uh, I think the iPhone was, was not if the most significant, one of the most significant inventions in our lifetime, it's changed the world. And I used to laugh at, um, back when it first came out, I was like, why would anybody want, I just want a phone to be a phone. I don't need it to... I was the same way. I don't need it to take pictures. I don't need it to schedule uh, appointments. And now I can't live without it. Yep. I mean, GPS is an obvious one for me, but yeah. I've gotten to the point now where literally... Uh, remember a week ago, we had those extreme, uh, the extreme oh, weather yeah. event that yeah. the whole city was flooded. I put on my GPS when I left to come to work, knowing that it would know where the roads are closed. And exactly. It my butt. And it's just... And that's one of a million different applications that Back when it first came out, you're like, you don't need that. Now it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely a need. <laughs> um, it, it's definitely first world problems, but uh, it solves a lot of them. Yeah. Um, everything from, you know, listening to music 
listening to podcasts, um, you know, scheduling appointments, looking at your calendar, like Stuart said, your GPS, it has really replaced a lot of things in just one tool. So I have to just throw in a little thing here, and I, and I don't think that Apple are itching to sponsor our podcast, but <laughs> I, I felt burned when I bought the, what is this phone I have with the three cameras on the back? Oh, what yeah. is that one? The Pro version? Uh, the- yeah, it's like the 11. Yeah, the iPhone 11. Anyway, yeah. so so I got this because my wife uh, broke her phone, and so she inherited my iPhone 8, and yeah. um, she bought me, I bought me for my birthday this phone. So I didn't need it, but I right. got it. It was like $1,200, yeah. which is, okay, fine. It's an amazing piece of tech, but yeah. I just didn't feel the upgrade or the value from the, from the iPhone 8 Plus to the mm. 11 or whatever it was. Yeah. And this right here, total gimmick. These three cameras on the back. The other, the iPhone 8 Plus, I could do all the things I could do on this phone as yeah. far as camera goes. It's just they put them on the outside so the consumer so, goes, ooh, three phones. Exactly. So I don't know. Next time I buy a phone, I may go Google Pixel. But either way, you know, phone, cell phones, yeah. smartphones, definitely Absolutely. on the list. My number two. Vimeo. Ooh. Vimeo just went public last I week. I saw that. Did you see yeah, that? I did. So Vimeo, for those that don't know, is uh, is essentially uh, YouTube for professional videographers. It's a community, but it's also a whole bunch of tools. Uh, I produce video for a living, and so obviously this is a given for me, but I pay for their full service, everything that they offer, whether it's uh, simple as uh, providing my clients with a, with a link that they can click and review videos that I create for them. They can click anywhere on the screen, and it gives me a time-coded edit from the clients very easy to to uh, coordinate the editing of videos but beyond that just the collection of of the way it organizes things and don't get me started about their live streaming this is not an ad for vimeo but if if you're oh, in man. if you're in the content creation business the video creation business and you don't have vimeo you better have a, a good alternative because i've yet to find something this platform is, doesn't is do. that what you're using Stuart, for your stream? yeah so when i do live streaming events vimeo is what i stream to Stuart does a great job by the way vimeo will simulcast for you you can set it up to lives to, to simulcast through any rtmp enabled platforms so we're talking about twitch youtube facebook all at the same time multiple accounts and Vimeo handles that for you. It even does real-time, no, it's machine uh, closed captions, but you can make this, uh, all of your live streams accessible through Vimeo as well. Um, really, quite hands down, the, the best online uh, video platform. It's a bit expensive when you start paying for it, but it's worth it if you do it every yeah, day. We're, our agency's not a video company. We use Stuart for most of that, but we even have a small account on Vimeo. And I will tell you, uh, for those that haven't used it, my best explanation, and I probably don't do it any justice here, is it's a slicker, more professional version of YouTube with more um, work application type of uh, uh, attributes that help with with creatives, I guess, for lack of better yep. description. That's exactly what it is. Couldn't live without it. It's great. That's awesome. That's a great one. Kind of in that same vein. Um, but in a different, um, uh, how can I say for different purposes, loom videos, I think loom took off during, uh, COVID Mm -hmm. it, we had it before COVID as an agency loom is one-on-one video making. This is not anything that, you know, replaces, uh, you know, the videos, the professional videos that Stuart does. I like to call them more communication. Um, it's a communication tool. We use it a lot for internal 
uh, communication, how-tos, like this is how to use Dropbox inside of our company. Yep. And a lot of people learn by visual, right? A lot of people, it's hard to email someone this long tutorial on how to embed a um, YouTube link in your website. But it's easier and far more effective. It's basically like a screencast. Essentially, what you do is you get on your computer and you can be on video or you can just have like a picture in the lower left of yourself. And you're just essentially educating someone on how to do something online. Like, like you have a client that needs to set up their email account with Outlook. Exactly. You, you can very quickly yep. create a 30-second video yep. that goes, do this, 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 and this. Yep. So nice to see your face. Exactly. Yeah. And the end user loves it. Our clients love it because some of these Loom videos can replace a 30-minute meeting. Um, we do it a lot for metrics. Like at the end of the month, here are your metrics. That that two-minute video replaces a 30-minute uh, you know, uh, Zoom video. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that service is called Loom? Loom. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, my number three. Now, this is real nerdy. And again, it's, <laughs> it's down to the, uh, the streaming. So if you're in the live streaming space, yep. or really if you're in the if you're using Zoom on a regular basis, this piece of kit, this piece of hardware, rock my world, um, ATEM switches. This these are HDMI enabled switches. They're, Explain that because so you're looking for at the, one right for here. the non technical. So um, yep. Blackmagic have produced a switcher. Mm. They've they've always had um, switches in the three to six thousand dollar you know professional oh, wow. broadcast realm. That's like in the broadcast, yeah. News, and that's and my background. So I've known of them for a long time. But they uh, in the last, I think it was uh, two thousand twenty or two thousand nineteen, they released the ATEM Mini. It was the first, uh, I guess, consumer level switcher. It's a small black rectangular box with a whole bunch of buttons on it. That device does a lot of what a broadcast switcher does. So essentially, it allows you to bring in an audio and up to four video feeds. Okay. The video feeds come in via HDMI, and those audio, those HDMI cables will also carry a, a, an audio channel. So think uh, you have a, an external camera that you use for your Zoom. Mm -hmm. You can plug that into this ATEM switcher. You have a, a laptop that you want to share the screen with or play videos ah. through in a meeting, you plug that into input two. So okay. the ATEM Mini gives you four inputs, uh, HDMI inputs. And just think for a second, if you're, if you're in a Zoom meeting on a regular basis and you have to communicate information, maybe using a screen yep. share yep. Uh, and a camera as well, yeah. that device allows you to do that, just plug and play. Okay. It has picture-in-picture -picture options as well. So I was looking at that Loom service that you just provided. A lot of what that does, uh, the ATEM switcher will do for you live. Wow. And so even if you're not in video production or live streaming per se, if you're just someone that's on Zoom a lot, it is a really nice upgrade to have. And they're only 300 bucks. So uh, it really has kind of opened up that broadcast switching world to everybody. Um, I use them as uh, complements to the live streaming setup that I have. This gets a bit nerdy, but uh, I took one of these the other day. Uh, I was doing a live stream in a bar of all places. And so we were broadcasting at the same time as we were broadcasting into the room that we were broadcasting from. Um, that presented some interesting feedback issues with the mics and things. So what I, I was able to do is I was able to uh, you know, create my audio feed, which we broadcast out to the world, but then run a second 
audio feeds through this ATEM switcher and then broadcast that custom audio mix into the room, which completely took away all of my feedback issues. So for those of us that are not quite as technically My advanced, point is this is no, that is yeah, is that you can do even if you're even if you're a pro, these yeah. things are handy. No. If you're a consumer, they're handy too. It's just a really good okay. kit. Just to explain, and I think I've got this right, but in, in in if you're watching a local broadcast news, um, usually there's two or three cameras uh, on the floor, mm -hmm. and a lot of times the broadcaster you'll see they switch from camera one to camera two. Yep. A lot of times, for whatever reason, you know, in the camera goofs or, or like the blunt bloops, uh, bleeps Bloopers, and blunders, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll see the person looking at the wrong camera, yes. right? So this switcher has switched from camera one to camera two. Yes. Yeah, so in the background, in the back kind of behind the curtain of what of per tv production yeah that's this is the device that allows you that, to do that yeah so yes. for those of you who have ever laughed at hey they look at they're looking at the wrong camera that switcher has switched from one camera to the other yeah and that's called a tally system that the little red light on the top of the cameras yeah and if you buy the black magic cameras which is i think why the, they put out the switcher at such a uh, sweet price point if you buy their cameras as well Pocket 4Ks, Pocket 6Ks, whatever. Um, this will broadcast a tally signal to those as well, which solves that problem. How much of a learning curve is there to... Simple. So, really? Very simple. Once you get the software okay. installed and you work your way around the software, it's very straightforward. Okay. Now, they have, they've brought out the ATEM Extreme now, which is a much larger, robust. It's actually over there on that desk. Oh, yeah. That, that gets one. a bit more in involved, but uh, the simple ATEM Mini is really good. And if you're doing Zoom on a regular basis, you should have one. Okay. Because you can plug this into a computer that you're, you're broadcasting your Zoom through. Yeah. And it essentially is an external audio video device. So your Zoom will see it as, okay, where do you want your video to come from? You choose the ATEM switcher. Where do you want your audio to come from? You choose this. And then suddenly, instead of just your face on your webcam and your Zoom, mm. whatever you're running through this will show up instead. It's really cool. That's awesome. We talk too much about this. You're number three. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, actually, it's my number four. We're we're, oh, we're four. Awesome. We're, we're going away uh, again, Stuart. Don't 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 uh, don't shoot me here. This is again a little bit like cheating. Broad strokes. <laughs> uh, Google products. What what I mean by that is the Google suite of products for your business. We we just really take it for granted what Google flat out gets you out of the box. Uh, emails, calendars, uh, chat, uh, literally everything that your team needs to function. Google straight out of the box gives you that, and it's pretty simple to operate. They're now that even have, uh, which I love actually more than than Zoom is um, the Google Meets product. It's free. Um, it does just about everything Zoom does with less complication, in my opinion. So Google Meets. On that note, if you had an ATEM Mini switcher, you could literally assign that to your Google Meets wow. and broadcast through that too. Whatever. Wow. So the sky's the limit, and that's the other thing that I love about these Google products is it integrates with just about everything. And I think we just, you know, we take it for granted what what give, what Google gives you right out of the box with uh, your business. Um, I know it's it's sort of that's because we don't know what they take in exchange. No, exactly. <laughs> it's you know they want to own the rails, so to speak. It's a great way to get you in their their platform, but. 
Yeah, I agree. So my number five was actually Google Drive specifically. Mm. And Google Drive is essentially like uh, Microsoft Office Suite online. And that's that's the thing I love about it. It's the collaborative nature. Yes. If you've never opened up a Google Doc or a Google Sheet mm. and invited five other people in to mm. create it with you and seen those carrots running around the yep. screen with everyone's name on them, it is really cool. I use it all the time for script creation. I agree. And, less, and on that note, less complicated than the Microsoft Word where mm -hmm. we have a client that sends us micro again we're in the content business so he'll send corrections to us in the word oh it's such a pain and it's in such word, a pain it? to figure out okay which where's his corrections how do I integrate did I did I integrate it correctly am I making the whereas Google Drive it takes that friction out of the process they really do when they change it on Google Drive you don't even have to worry about it. It's changed and it's saved. I will also point out, just as an aside, that if you're in uh, a field like medical yeah. or uh, if you're in legal, mm. um, do not use Google Drive for your sensitive documents. It is not a secure platform. Good That's uh, extra stuff. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a lot of people get into trouble with that. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you if if it doesn't really matter if it gets out, then use Google Drive. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you have to have some kind of security on that if you're if you're yep. you know making sensitive sensitive information. Okay, so that was actually my number five too. So I'm going to take my number four and call this my last. Are you ready? Yep. I, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Dude. <laughs> this thing drum right roll, here. Drum roll, drum roll. This thing oh, right Lord. here. We can't see it, but it it's is like an electronic <laughs> pen and pad, basically. <laughs> Go on. I want you to describe it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's it's, it's a, like a big mouse with a big pen. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's a Wacom tablet. W A C O M tablet. Now, I used to be a graphic. Well, I guess I still am a graphic designer. I used to be a full time job. Give yourself so. credit. Give yourself. Yeah, credit. it was so um, designing things. This this is a it, it replaces a mouse. Mm. It replaces a traditional mouse. This thing is a pad. It's a rectangular shape, and it's essentially think of the the surface area as the surface of your screen. So yeah. the top left of this is the top left of my screen, bottom right, and so on. It comes with a, a mouse if you want to keep your mouse, but it also has this little pen thing, which looks just like a pencil or a pen, um, that you hover above this tablet, uh, about half an inch above it, and the mouse moves across the screen. This thing is really cool, just for generally navigating a computer. It just you touch you touch the 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 pad and it's like a mouse click and there's a button on the side you hold that down and touch it it's a right click and so it makes moving around a computer really fast but if you're in any way in graphic design or illustration this is a must-have uh, i can sign my name on screen and it doesn't oh, wow. look like that stupid uh scribble that most yeah. people have yeah uh, you can draw curves in illustrator and things it's just if you're in graphic design or, or photo editing and you don't have one of these things it's uh Really, any, anything creative, right? Yeah, it really, it really does uh, increase your speed at which you can get things done, and 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 it makes uh, it makes it makes navigating a computer just like you're drawing on a piece of paper. Again, one question on that learning curve on how to use that thing. Uh, every time someone looks at it, they they're like, "Ooh, what's that?" And then uh, they sit down and they they take about. 20 seconds before they get the hang of the pen i was gonna say it seems like maybe it's intuitive in nature whatever. yeah i mean you can you can get uh, this is a medium sized one yeah. but you can get in your huge size yeah. ones a lot of architectural companies will use these but they also have these programmable buttons down the side i haven't programmed mine but you click on these and it allows you to wow. bring up programs it's, think of it as like um like hot buttons so you yeah. can program to open applications or, or do different yeah. things that's what they're well, for those of, obviously you can't see it but when we're in our in our podcast studios, uh, in Stuart's office, we have he has screens all over the place, and you know, obviously, with video production and what he does, he has to have that. And um, it's pretty cool because um, 
you know, he's got a nice setup with various computer screens in this device. What is it called again? I'm sorry. It's a tablet. Uh, uh, Wacom, I think it's Wacom. Wacom. We'll make okay. them, but it's a tablet. So I can see where that would be a extremely useful for someone like Stuart. And what's your last uh, top five tools? So my last one out? is pretty simple. Again, um, in the world we live in today where we're constantly sending emails and writing and uh, communicating, this is a free um, website, free to use for everyone. It's called Word Hippo. also has an app. And um, if you're like me and you only have a, um, a limited uh, vocab, uh, you don't want to use the same word over and over and over again in your writing because it could seem a little... Um, so Word Hippo is a... Word thesaurus. Hippo gives you everything from synonym, synonyms to antonyms to word meanings. And so when you're sitting there going, you know, I've used the word influence 12 times in a paragraph. Let me find another word for influence. <laughs> use Word Hippo. It's my, it's my go-to. I use it probably three or four times a day. Awesome. I think those are pretty useful. Yeah. If you're if you're anything like us, you will appreciate those. If you're not using them, go ahead and do that. But we Absolutely. are at 25 minutes, which we are All right. over. So we're out. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.